Welcome to Asianish, a podcast created by two professionals who provide their insight and experiences on navigating the complex world of relationships, careers, and self-improvement as Asians trying to fit into Western society. There are Asians who have been told they're kind of Asian, but not really. Asianish. I'm Clinton, and I'm Wayne. Welcome to Asianish podcast. Yeah, but so Rowena, you know, it's great. We we heard about your childhood growing up, uh, you know, Middle East, and then moving to Canada. Your cosplay, your 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 Amber <laughs> Levine phase, all these experiences. <laughs> now, you know, and then getting the opportunity to work on films and and design sets, and then finally graduating. All of that's leading up to kind of the big moment. You're now going to be like, okay, I'm going to pursue my career as a fashion stylist.、Uh, Now that you've you know, started working, I know you work with some like really cool brands. I know you work with a really cool store,、uh, Secret Location here in, in Vancouver and Gastown. Like that's one, I, I that's one of the the high end stores in Gastown that I always go by. I've never gone in、uh, because for a while there, the store was actually appointment only, and I know that more recently they've opened up to general public. The, the most memorable thing I remember was like. A Vancouver Sun local newspaper writing an article, being like the cheapest thing in the store was a twenty-five dollar bar of soap or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, the clothes there are very nice. Like you see the mannequins、yeah. and all great. So like you know, Rowena when she told me that she she was working、uh, with a secret secret location, I was like, wow, like that is a crazy opportunity.、Um, like I'm very impressed, right?、Um, so. Like I guess now that you you know you've started working as a fashion stylist, I've seen some of your work on on Instagram. What is kind of like what are some some challenges、uh, or things that like people don't know like your about your job as a fashion stylist? Um, before I answer that, just so we're clear, like um, when I work at Secret Locations, though, I'm not necessarily a fashion stylist there. I'm working more so, almost like assisting the accountant. So I help manage their inventory. So I create a lot of, I help make things much more efficient for the sales team.、Mm, okay. And I'm also in the middle of having to communicate with the e-commerce team to see what we can do to make communication with the customers more efficient. It's because after I graduated from Emily Carr, I focused more in fashion management. And I ended up going into fashion business because I feel like if I want to be a creative director for either a brand or if ever my own brand, I don't think so. But if ever like a brand, I need to understand how to also not research creatively, but research in terms of business.、Mm-hmm. So、yeah. that's what ended up happening. But to answer your question as well, in terms of challenges as a stylist. I think many people tend to underestimate what we do. They think that literally what we do is just throw clothes on people. But I feel like again,、um, I think even some other people just think that it's just throwing clothes on people. But if you're doing it for a brand, I think you also need to communicate. You also need to understand like what does this brand, what does this brand want? How am I going to make this brand differentiate themselves aesthetically from other brands? Because one thing about fashion inspiration is that it tends to be 
almost either recycled or diluted versions of themselves. Like everybody wants what Dior did, but a little bit different. So mm, as a stylist, right. you're gonna yeah. be like, how am I going to communicate that? Mm. A little bit different or a little yeah. bit cheaper or a little bit more accessible. I, I find that's usually how people look at it, right? I mean, definitely, right? Because like, especially I would call it like the like gateway drug into fashion is through like the more accessible means right and when we start with new brands not saying like they're diluted versions at all but obviously like we have to make sure that they come up as authentically so you create mood boards you discuss with the you discuss with the designer how did you envision this happening and so it's a lot of um grabbing a lot of garments and then you'd be like okay what do you think of this and they'll be like no i don't like this outfit let's try this outfit so then that's what's frustrating is that this takes a lot of time especially fashion pools so create even managing a lot of your relationships with local designers and brands is difficult because you want to make sure all the garments like you're borrowing or pulling from them is going to come back to them at great mm -hmm. shape yeah. and unfortunately yeah. Um, I'm not saying all stylists do it, but definitely new stylists don't understand the sort of care that needs to be undertaken with garments. Like, what am I going to do if it has this stain? What am I going to do if it comes back with a rip? Do I know how to fix it? Do I know a tailor? So these are things that stylists have to encounter. We're almost like, like literally inventory control and also budgeting. So these are things that we do and unfortunately, people tend to underestimate it. And I don't want to call out some people, some people, but I don't think it's worth one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. I think some yeah, some people literally think it's like, well, uh, you just got to walk up to a rack of clothes and say, choose this, choose that, choose this, and then call it a day. That's not true. You know, that's not how your job works. Uh, you know, even for someone like me, who's not like in, in the industry, I've seen, uh, you know, I, I follow other stylists and you on, on Instagram and the, the amount of work that you got to do, even like literally on set, like what if the person wears the clothes and you got to pin them, right? Like, because it's oh, yeah. exactly as the way they want or as the, the designer wants, you got to, you got to be on, on set doing the alterations doing the last minute adjustments right like that's one example also, i've seen yeah exactly and it's also like sometimes some people they're so in a rush of getting something done like in the heat of the moment they do something to the garment to get it to fit without realizing that they've damaged it oh, so okay. that's like oh. one of those things that hmm. new designers make a mistake of because i've made those mistakes before too right. like it's a learning hmm. process because yeah. um in film we wanted to fit these pair of pants onto a actor and we wanted to be tear away, but the buttons were not working fast enough. So I stuck on Velcro strips, but it was polyester and the adhesive was not coming off. So when oh, I brought it back, oh. like, so obviously the store wasn't going to accept it. So yeah. it had to come out of the film's budget and they were berating mm -hmm. me for it. Exactly. And they were like, how did you let this happen? Like you should have known, but now I learned better. And mm -hmm. so if anybody's starting out, I would say like, yes, definitely ask permission and just give yourself a try, but ask a professional about fabric care, how to manage these brands, have have these professionals vouch for you if you're starting out, because no brand is going to be like, who the heck is she or who the heck is he? Like, I'm going to lend my clothes to this person. I don't know who this person is. Have mm -hmm. somebody vouch for you.
So right. how, how did how did you develop those connections yourself then? Like how did you get that relationship, that trust essentially? For me, it's a lot through Instagram as well. And also first impressions are really important. I think also, I don't wanna, I'm not calling anybody out, but if you are starting out, the best way for you to stand out against other people is don't be too reliant on Pinterest for your mood boards. And then okay. I think that's one thing that also, like you guys are mentioning too in your podcast, is the internet is influencing fashion. Mm -hmm. So if you are starting out your mood board, you need to start looking into other resources to encapsulate the sort of vibe that you're going for through styling. Because it's almost like art, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, Sorry, to like, clarify, when you say people are pulling from Pinterest, are you, do you mean like because they're just pulling from other images on Pinterest or do you mean they're, they're gathering everything onto Pinterest and they should do it a different way or? I would say like what I mean is um, present your mood board, not as a Pinterest board. Really like take the time of curating something to show because for me, I think that what made me stand out is when I pitched to them like, I gave them like a really bomb ass mood board and I gave them a really like be great at doing a really strong pitch. And then at the same time, though, most of these people are my friends. Like these, these relationships did not come easy for sure. And also mm -hmm. like, I would say I'm starting out. My resources are not as big, but I've met enough people in the industry who also recognize me for my work. So they felt assured in helping me create the visions that I want to create. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then that's, pretty, that's good. And, and always just like, I want to say like, be a control freak. Don't be like, like, but be able to let the creative flow go. I don't know how, but it's just kind of like, um, deliver on your word is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. If you say like, this is what I want to create, just make sure to try to fulfill the vision that you want as best as you can. And then other brands are going to be like, wow, I want to work with this person. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it, one thing I, I picked up on what you said was like the, the importance of first impression. And Wayne and I have talked about this because you know, we, we, when we have talked about first impression in the past was in relation to dating, uh, making the first impression to well, impress somebody when you first meet them uh, for like, so they think you know, whether you're attractive or not. And in this case, like, yeah, it's also important that first impression for work because someone meets you, they're going to um decide whether you're a trustworthy person because that they have to make that jump at the start right and if they don't if you don't have a good first impression they are not going to make that jump to trust you with that first garment with that first piece of clothing or whatever you know jewelry piece or whatever set item that you need uh that first impression is key right of course definitely and then also again just making sure you're keeping a really strong relationship with people who are also involved in the industry because the people here in fashion are like the people involved is a really small circle. If anything happens, we're going to know, which is both a blessing and a curse really. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Hmm. No, that's, that's amazing. So you kind of told us like, you know, what skills and, and things to know about. And sometimes like, yeah, you, what you talk about, it's like the soft skills, which is really important. Um, I guess, and then you 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 talked a little bit about like the creative process that you had, uh, do, needing to do the research and so on. Like, I guess, you know, so we know what you got you got to do a lot of homework beforehand. But like when you're on set and you're designing, like I'm trying to think back, like on your Instagram, you did one, I believe, where 
um, you had the model painted all red and it was supposed to be kind of like a, a almost like a, a play on some of the old Chinese, you know which one I'm talking about, right? The, the, the mm -hmm. Chinese garments and everything. Like, like for example, using that as, a, as an example, like, like what is the creative process or how did you come up with that idea even? I think in my mind, um, things come out like a blurred vision. It's going to sound so cheesy, but this is where a lot of my creative skills from Emily Carr helps. So I end up, um, I don't know which sketchbook is, because I'm facing my desk right now, I organized it, but I don't know which sketchbook is available and the viewers can't see it. But I draw all of these weird scribbles to just capture the sort of shape the model will probably take. And then um, I just keep drawing and drawing and trying to grab an idea of what this person is going to be potentially wearing. Because again, it's almost like capturing a character. So the director gave me a mood board. And I think you're mentioning like it has, he was basically shirtless with the Chinese um, characters on his chest, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so that's yeah. how I ended up coming for it. It's just like I was researching into like traditional Chinese garments and the lore that it was inspired of and then i started drawing all these shapes until it started to make sense and then i was also like this is what i mean like when you're also pulling from pinterest is sometimes i see people i think if you really want to grow creatively mm -hmm. try your best to not copy the way things have been styled on the pinterest images that you see it's like the same yeah. thing you said you're having the internet dress you but if you want to stand out you need to find a way to diverge from that. So when I tell people that is trying to figure out ways to think creatively, read books, like look at mm -hmm. art, listen to weird music. Um, any if you really um, hold yourself into one place that is supposed to encapsulate this idea of fashion, you're never going to grow creatively. Yeah. So for me, it's being able to diverge into all of these different sorts of media that help me get into the into this imagery of this person that ended up becoming a man that was shirtless with Chinese scripts. Because I wanted it because I think that so that photo shoot specifically was to encapsulate um, the gay community within that Chinese lore. It was a Taiwanese mythology, I believe. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I wanted to create this homage of playing with gender identity. Mm -hmm. So he had this large red skirt that I thrifted. Um, he thought he was going to be wearing a robe with it. I was like, nope, you're shirtless. We're going to put the Chinese script on your, oh, on your chest, wow. man. Did you, did you tell like, him on set? Did you find out on set? It was just like, I, told him the day I told him the day before. He thought he was going to be wearing something else. He was like, oh. And I was like, trust me, it'll look great. It's like, am I wearing anything else? Yeah. And I made him these these long earrings, so with the red uh -huh. threads on it, and it had okay. the green jade dangling off of it. And wow. then I had to also figure out a way of making it seem like he was wearing those earrings because he didn't even have his ears pierced. So yeah. I made a large ear cuff with a dangling fringe. I couldn't and tell. That's I, so I, I cool. thought he did have piercing. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. If you okay, if I was that model and you told me the night the day before, it's like, hey, you're gonna be shirtless. I'll be like, oh crap, I'm gonna start doing a, a crunches. Well, luckily, I mean, like, I I'm so I'm so proud. Like, the model was so comfortable in his skin, but then again, yeah. he's also training for the Olympics, so okay, he so knew he what does he have the background. He knew yeah, what he was doing. Background. He knew what right. he was doing. Yeah. No, that's good. Okay. I love to, to see that post. Yeah, it sounds really cool. I haven't seen it yet, but it sounds really, really interesting. 
So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go check it out after. That's yeah. so cool. And we can yeah. probably actually my it. first magazine okay. um, published. That's yeah. the first editorial that got published. And then uh -huh. my friends are like, I don't understand why you're not getting your editorials published. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I, you can get them published. <laughs> that's, that's what your connections are for. That's what you're networking yeah. for. But no, I I think we can also repost that on our story for yeah, our uh, listeners who are interested yeah, too. Yeah. I, I as I remember, like I was seeing a lot of the behind the scenes, and the whole time I was like, whoa, this is like super crazy. This is like really good. So I I mean I can't take all the credit. Alger is such an artist at heart. I love him. Like I like. He deserves to be protected at all costs. It was his idea after all. And I did. it was the first thing we were going to collaborate to. And I, again, like first impressions matter. And I did not want to let the team down. And I'm so happy that he even put that faith in me in the first place. And I'm so happy with how strongly executed it turned out to be. So I can't take all the credit. This was his vision after all. Great. Oh, well, good, good to hear. So Rowena, is there any um, sort of other advice you would give someone who wants to develop their own style? Um, that's a yeah. Since you're, you're you've been such a you're such a phenomenal stylist for such a long time, like what was some of the advice that you give to people? Um, I mean, and then I guess I yeah. Then, oh, sorry, sorry what? <laughs> I say that. And then I was gonna ask you, and then a, a follow-up question would be, uh, I guess, what are some of the fundamental fashion advice you would give to both women and men? And I would love to, for you to also emphasize on women because we talk a lot about men, but I feel like it's time to talk about women's fashion too. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to diverge a lot from the advice that you were giving your listeners. I would say... <laughs> actually, wait, wait, before you jump into it, I do. I just want to say we did actually get a bit of flack and some crap. People were like, wait, your whole episode talking about fashion, your rules of fashion, they weren't rules at all. You literally just told people don't follow any rules. Like... <laughs> So that's why we're like, okay, Rowena was gonna come on here, and she's gonna set, she's gonna set the bar straight. She's gonna give some proper yeah, yeah, advice yeah. on how men and women yeah. should dress. Hey, by the way, we didn't say that the the first rule of following fashion is there's no rules because of COVID nineteen, but we kind of talk about that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, let right. Rowena talk about it. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. snake basically, the snake basically ended up eating its own tail. Really? There yes, are no exactly rules. What happened? But. Yeah, there are no rules, but back to circle, It's like yes. the first rule of Fight Club is, you know, don't talk about Fight yeah. Club. Kind of the same exactly. thing. Oh, theology, my gosh. Right? <laughs> um, I mean, I think in particular, like, again, I've never really lived in New York. or, um, But I just think this pertains specifically to Vancouver. The first way for you to discover your style is to make as much mistakes as possible. Mm, that's the only one. way for you to know yeah. because mm -hmm. like you said whatever fit on the mannequin is not gonna fit you i'm not saying go waste your money but definitely mm -hmm. be more open to experimenting with yeah. style mm -hmm. um i don't know if anybody I like i feel like i mentioned this already in my instagram story but i like diana vreeland more as an editor-in-chief as opposed to anna winter Diana vreeland just really understood the world of fashion as a place of being able to play and I remember in an interview, she was once told that she was not very pretty, but she had style. And I mm -hmm. think style is one of those things that you just carry. You, It's like yeah. one of those things that, you know, like other people won't have the guts to wearing it, but you owned it and that makes it stylish. Yeah. And so for people to really just understand style, make as much mistakes as possible. Know what fits you, because that's the only way for you to know what fits you. It's the only right. way for you to know that Oh, 
because like you've met me like when I was in like my grunge kind of like aesthetic. I yeah, mean, I yeah. still think my grunge aesthetic is still there. A lifetime of listening to Linkin Park will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Linkin Park doesn't go away. It's it's yeah. uh it's always in our heart. Um, yeah. You know, R.I.P. Chester. Chester oh. Yeah, Chester. Right? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, uh, that broke my heart, man. I, but I, I like, totally I totally agree with you because um you have to be adventurous. You have to try, right? Like. That's why I made so many mistakes. I've got some bad fashion, like back in the day, uh, hairstyles and so on. Oh. I'm not saying I'm good now. I, I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm pretty sure if I look back in five years, I'm gonna have some bad like outfits. Like Wayne, you know, he'll he'll see me, <laughs> and the first time we hang out, he'll look at me and be like, "Yeah, that's that's you, that's you," which is a nice way of Wayne telling yeah, me. Yeah, we that. talk it's about like, it. Wait, you have yeah, your own style. Yeah, I'm like, not like saying they look. But it, it works for you. It doesn't work for me, but it works for you. And it looks good on you, right? It's different. It's different. Yeah, it's, it's, different. Uh, it's a little strange. Yeah. yeah. So to diverge the topic real quick, let me ask you both this. What was your style back then before you guys ended up oh. to where you're at? I need to know your outfit. You got, I told you what I was like as a scene kid. Oh, I need to know. Were you like wow. Eminem? Um, yeah. Wayne, you start no. first. You start first, Wayne. No, I was not like, did you, did you say Eminem? No, no, no. I, I my him. style. No, no, no. I what was my style? Okay. Um, I was a my style was a raver, uh, like a raver boy. So I wore this like really, really white uh, legged jeans. Um, I wore a fondage hat, um, and then a giant ass metal necklace. That was my style. Oh, and colored um, um, eyeglasses. Glasses. Oh what my god! Was he, that, was right? so, he was he was totally that two thousand club scene. That was oh the, the, late, the late 90s, early 2000s. That was my 2000s. Style. He dressed yeah. like he was going to go and listen to like Eiffel 65 or something like yeah, that. Exactly. I saw some of those old photos. Yeah. Oh my God. What, what did you saw those old photos? Did, did you, you see old the old Facebook photos? Or like sometimes your friends you will just, post. Wait, like, I thought I private those photos. What, what, what do you mean? You no, saw no, no, no. They're popping <laughs> up. They're private, popping okay? up. They're popping Internet up. Internet is forever. Unacceptable. Yeah, unacceptable. We could put some of those on the gram. We oh we can talk about this. No, 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 I think that would be a great thing to put on your Asian-ish podcast. Like how is it? How like how like how how it started and now how it's go yeah. how it's going. Like that's great. Wait, oh my god, I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. do it. Original e boy. How I yeah. yeah, Wayne was the original e boy. He was like he made, yeah. I was pretty emo back then. TikTok was cool. No, it was not, not yeah. even emo. That whole e boy look. He's basically got that. Yeah. He would have been. If Wayne was at that age now, he would be on TikTok, like you know, how many hundreds of thousands of followers doing a dance? I think I that's rolling his eyes, like. people. I'm Wayne's rolling his <laughs> eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Okay, Clint. What were you wearing? What yeah. were you wearing? What was oh your? Oh my god. I my my style actually changed a lot, like throughout. Like I mentioned, like I mentioned, like Echo and and that kind of stuff, right? So in high school, I went through kind of like a hip hop phase. Like I wore like Fat Farm and Echo. And I remember people were like making fun of me for for having like the the Fat Farm <laughs> tracksuits, and I was but then afterward everybody else started getting them. Like I was wearing like Pele Pele and all those like all those brands, right? And I was discovering them, and this was like obviously before the days of like internet, so I didn't I didn't yeah. understand like the New York culture, but I was discovering yeah. these brands, and I thought they would be really cool. And yeah. so like you know people made fun of me for wearing it, but I just thought they were these like uh, really cool fabrics. Like mm -hmm. I remember I had this Pele Pele. It, okay, if I wore this today, I would get so many likes on Instagram. It was it was <laughs> really? a baby blue. I'll hold you to like, that. You have to wear that outfit. Yeah. I think you're supposed to. I have to dig it up. It, it's like baby yeah. blue. Um, 
like like a, a, a sweatshirt, sweat shorts, but it was like that French terry cloth material. Oh and it was both like baby blue and it said Hilly <laughs> Hilly like on the shorts and on the t-shirt. It was so fire. Like if I, I mean, yeah, if it I, was I, so fire. That's the term. Yeah. It was super fire. And so then, when, when I went to university, like my, my style changed where like I was like more into, um, I was more into kind of like the, the Asian culture. Like I watched a lot of Asian drama. So like a lot of my clothes were kind of like that. Like were that kind of what was that? Can you explain like that? <laughs> bright, bright sneakers and these weird pattern pants. Did you do uh, your those uh, did you do this like um F4 hairstyle? You know, the, I did. I had those oh hairstyles. I had those hairstyles. I had a picture that was really bad. You gotta pull that picture. That was really bad. Yeah. We need photos. We need photos. Exactly. No. That's you guys have to do it. You guys have to post it. Yeah. How it started versus how it's going. Yeah, TV. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, and then how? Yeah, how it started. How's it going? Twenty twenty. Um, oh my gosh. And then when we got to let's see, you know, uh, then like I, I went through that phase. Like because when I graduated and I had my first job, that was like around twenty ten. That was like the that hashtag menswear phase, right? You know, the the plaid. It was all about the denim, the red wing shoes, and then it got into the whole thing about tailoring and suits. So I jumped right on board on oh, that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and now like I'm transitioning to more of this like um this weird kind of high low mix where i still have a bit of that like i like the tailoring i like you know with some of the tailor tailor wear but i mix it with like very gorpy stuff so i wear you know car hearts and workwear brands and and wide legged pants it's i'm still trying to discover it but it's it's, it's weird i'm i'm in in between place but that that's that's me that's me at least right oh, but wow. uh I, I guess you know that that is now that you hear what our fashion is. Maybe you, yeah. in addition to giving it to our listeners, maybe yeah. you should give us some fashion advice. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. That's, that's true. Well, like you need some fashion advice. I mean, like I feel, I wish also like veering back to my what I said is just like when you have to make those mistakes to understand what fits you. It's all going back to tailoring, right? I mean, as a kid, I was. I think again, it all encompassed into where I am, where I'm glad that I learned how to sew. But back then I tried to fit into that Aritzia book mm -hmm. of yeah. fit. Oh, yeah. But then yeah. it didn't yeah. but it didn't fit me because even in high school I was quite I was a little bit more on the overweight side and it never really fit until I understood what how things fit to my body. So I don't think you and Wayne have anything wrong in terms of style because I feel like as long as you're comfortable in making your decisions you will eventually get there. Yeah. It's just that, like, I, I think what makes bad style bad, again, tailoring, if you know, because, like, oh, I hate this. Again, I guess this is me, like, the snake eating its tail. But yeah. basically, like, if you are too short for that long shirt, don't buy it. You will look shorter. Yeah, yeah there's only so, so like, much tailoring again, can do, it, right? Yep. And tailor, like I feel like tailoring is like that elevation too. I mean, it also ties into what fast fashion had did. It's because it's just boxing sizes into like one singular fit. And I feel like I think also most Asian men are discovering that when they come here is because some sizes are too big. Mm -hmm. Like it will fit well in the shoulders, but it's always too long in too the. Long. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. too long, and so that's one thing that. Um, that's one thing that I feel like most Asian guys here struggle too. That's what fast fashion kind of failed to answer 
in terms mm-hmm. of that demographic. Right. So if you learn, if you know a good tailor, if you know how to find things that make your body look well proportionate, because good style is discovering who you are and then being able to tailor mm-hmm. it out to your proportions. And then right. if you, even if you make a mistake and you look back and you're like, oh, I should not have worn it. If you have never expressed any remorse for what you've worn, mm-hmm. nobody's gonna know. Like, right. nobody's yeah, really, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Nobody's gonna know how insecure <laughs> you are. Like, you think everyone yeah. on Instagram's gonna know, like, nobody, like, I think somebody once said this, so I'm gonna quote them. Nobody mm-hmm. posts their failures up on Instagram, so. Yep, yep, 100%. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if there's anything, I would like to see you guys explore a more like you could do like a before and after like see how you dress back then and then how you translate that style from before to we now we can do it yeah we can totally do it uh, so Wayne, what i'm hearing what i'm hearing is when you're back and we go yeah. for for dinner and drinks with rowena is yeah. you're gonna dress like with von dutch hat and an e-boy club i don't have that anymore i'm going to i'm going to wear like a velvet tracksuit to wherever oh, we're gonna have i don't, don't want to get beat up okay on my way to <laughs> No, like, no, no. I'm this gonna is, get, this I'm is gonna get robbed. Or, Rowena approved it. <laughs> approved it. We're we're going to express our our style and uh you know our our outlook on life by <laughs> by wearing those things. We're gonna show up to dinner and she's gonna be like, yeah. oh my god, I don't want to sit with these guys. <laughs> Okay, so no, that's a I challenge. mean, like, I mean, what I mean challenge. to say is just like, um, <laughs> like how you dressed back then, like you know, mm-hmm. like you were discussing all of these flips, like yeah. translate that into t- a twenty twenty silhouette. So okay. for me, like okay. for me, I always like to dress like the androgynous style because mm-hmm, again, mm-hmm. like that was the emo style of the yeah. time. So how yeah, would yeah. I translate that emo androgyny into twenty twenty? Mm-hmm. I think that would be super interesting for the viewers to see, like right. on your Instagram yeah i feel okay. like if i if i dress up right uh you know like you said if i see you i dress up uh, as how i used to dress 10 years ago or longer i i mean just probably take a look at john cena that's probably my style <laughs> you, you know, want like to know what's funny john cena though you I, can't see me right? yeah yeah you, you probably john. won't see me but <laughs> i also have my chain i used to also wear a lot of jerseys as well so maybe i'll go with that and then uh jean shorts pair of uh those reebok <laughs> pump-up sneakers and you oh won't even that's so good yeah. that's just so think good. Of john cena, i have man. a john cena ringtone like straight oh my up God, that's, why I had to, I, that's why i have to put it on silent because it's the loudest thing ever wait are you saying you 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 have it right now you still have you it you have phone? a ringtone of john cena oh my god you're so cool <laughs> <laughs> no i just do it i did it ironically and i just haven't changed my ringtone since i did it because good. like everyone's just like i all of my guy friends would call me with that ringtone. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make it as a ringtone for everybody. Oh my god, this is so oh cool. God. I love, I love this. So, Rina, you offer some, I think, some advice for people mm-hmm. is like you know, understanding your size, your proportion. Doesn't matter yeah. what shapes inside you are. Know what the proportions are, and understand to you know the importance of a tailor. I think that's from like your your background as a stylist mm-hmm. is like you know, yeah. it doesn't matter how expensive the garment is, you. <laughs> If it does not fit you, then it doesn't look good. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's $3,000 exactly. or yep. Dior or Balenciaga or whatever. If it doesn't fit you, it won't look good. Um, yeah. So, no, that's good. I mean, that's just good. if style is retaining your own identity and expressing who you – it's like it's that, it's that figure that just 
is able to compensate for something that you can't verbally communicate. So you're going to do it visually. So what is that person? Just do it through your clothes. You don't need the internet. I mean, like you can use the internet as a reference, Mm. but if you really want to do it professionally though, then we're going to have an entirely different conversation. Yeah. Yeah, But you you also talked about inspiration through music and books and, and other things you, other sources, right? So I think that's important because that's, that's the issue where we and I talk about is you get dressed by the internet and literally everybody looks the same. Like we walk down Vancouver and you go downtown and like you said, you got that Aritzia look, you've got everybody. Mm -hmm. Like I walk into Aritzia, and I, I don't know who works there or who's a customer because they're all wearing the same thing. So true. That's actually true. No, I'm serious. Like, oh my fair, God. That is fair. I, I go in there I, I, to buy something for like my, my wife or my mom. And then this woman walks right up to me. And then I'm just like, oh, like, I don't know who you are. And then she, and then she was like, oh, can I help you? Blah, blah, or like start talking about the, 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 the item. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. want you to work here. It's like, okay, I guess you do. Like, yeah. I Excuse know. me. Oh no, sorry, I just burped. But no, I think it's not just that everybody ends up dressing alike. It's that people end up dressing up as the same circle of friends that they hang out with. Like, do you, I mean, because the internet is a varied place. So if does, I'm going to start making stereotypes here. All these people are going to come for my neck, but I'm just going to be like, okay, if you end up like going to contact for a fact, you guys are all going to shop at Aritzia. So that's mm-hmm. it. So yeah, that's why yeah. you all dress up like Aritzia. Yeah, and then yeah. if your friends like going into like these underground concert or our skaters, they all end up dressing alike too. And because True, the internet yeah. is, the internet the has a lot of everything. It's an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Exactly. It's the, hive, it's the hive mind. So I'm not saying like those circles are bad, but if you want to have something that makes you feel like makes you want to explore style, you definitely want to step out of those circles more and understand how the other world felt feels like, mm-hmm. right? So you end because these people are like being dressed by the internet, but catered to their own specific interests. Yeah. Mm, right. So. so yeah. I guess you know we talked about that. So, what is what is your perception of the hive mind or the echo chamber of Vancouver itself, right? Like, what what do you think of the fashion in Vancouver, and or is there anywhere that can prove? Okay, uh, for anybody who does, this is Rowena just did a major eye roll where she literally had to lean back. That was how big of the eye roll. So, I think like, <laughs> literally, um. The, the image speaks volumes without without the words, but I'll, maybe I'll let you express it. I think I think um, Vancouver creatively, I can I think it can do better. That's all I have to say. Creatively, it can do better. The way I describe the fat like the fashion in Vancouver is Vancouver represents the buying market. The creative market's always going to come out from the east because yeah. if there's anything mm-hmm. we know about fashion, all fashion starts with Paris Fashion Week and that's out mm-hmm. east in Europe and that's yeah. going to trickle down with American fashion show like New York Fashion Week being mm-hmm. the closing and when New York Fashion Week is done it's going to trickle down into the west while people are already envisioning what the next thing in fashion is going to yeah. be out in the east mm-hmm. so that's why I say Vancouver or anybody out west is the buying market right. I think so Vancouver does have style it's coming more so from people who are in the creative culture, like in that creative sort of industry. <clears throat> Excuse me. These sort of people, I feel like, are going to end up being like the pioneers to help re envision what Vancouver fashion is like. Because also, like, I did my eye roll. 
I can definitely say that it is having a lot more improvements. I just think it needs to diverge away from the, um, from, I, I don't think the right word is recipe, but from the sort of box that they ingrained fashion to be like, because what they're doing is they're copy pasting what's happening in other worlds rather than acknowledge, acknowledging what is happening in the present. And I think it has to happen by fueling those creative people because there's Alex SU, there's Jason Sue, they're all, or like, um, Eugenie Lin from Elin or mm -hmm. Kathy Doe yep. or Do, sorry if I pronounced yeah. it wrong. Like they're all fantastic of what they do, but I think these sort of people are going to help bring Vancouver into that light if we ever want Vancouver fashion to kind of end up taking its own stage. One thing that I learned though is, um, crap, what's his name? Jason Wu. I think I could be wrong. People, if you guys read, listen to me, but I think Jason uh -huh. Wu came from Vancouver, but he ended up moving to New York. Yeah, oh, I think I think you okay. are correct. He is uh, originally from Vancouver or somewhere like West Western Canada, uh -huh. and then he had to go to New York because there was no uh, no opportunity for that kind of uh, for him to start his brand or or to work right. Yeah. Exactly, and then this is yeah. what you mean by being dressed by the internet is because what's happening out west is all of these trends that are coming from the east is being trickled down to us a little bit much later. So these we embrace the trends much slower. So this is what I mean for people who are truly interested in fashion or understanding their style. Really mm -hmm. expand your bubble, really make those mistakes. That's the only way for you to navigate that. Yeah, right. exactly. Okay. Even with the internet, there's still a bit of lag. Yeah. Like I know growing up as a kid, <laughs> um, I was always told that like, you know, for example, a lot of fashion comes from, like you said, Europe or, or Asia, like Japan. And then by the time it would get to North America or wherever, it would be like two years. We'll always be like a year or two behind or whatever. But now with the internet, the gap is closed, but you're still behind. You're still behind oh, yeah. by like a season or, or wherever, right? Like, um, so no, that's that's interesting. And I think, you know, Wayne and I in general agree with you because we talked about seeing in Vancouver and Toronto, the certain look that we see like in, especially Asians, uh, like we talked about, Supreme box logo tee, some jogger pants, uh, some Yeezys, uh, a lot of, or, or, you know, or they could be like some, some Gucci sneakers. It, 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 you can envision that look. They, they may have the money, they may spend it, but then at the end of the day, they don't have the style because they're dressing like the mannequin or they're not actually dressing to their proportions uh, mm. because they're just buying whatever is hot. So they don't, they're like, okay, I don't care if it's not my size. I just want to wear it because mm -hmm. I, I want to show off the logo. Yeah. yeah, I'm just yeah. like, for me, you know what? I'm like, uh, I mean, it's their money. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. if they like, if they had to choose between a food or dressing up in entire, like, entirely in Supreme, he knows where his priorities are, right? Mm -hmm, I guess. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But so you, you know you, what? You Maybe yeah. that's him making his mistake. He he's gonna look back. That, that like... was my Pele Pele. That was that was Wayne's E boy oh. look. Was was them dressing <laughs> oh and supreme. But that probably cost <laughs> a lot more money. Oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> but yeah, so you gave us your insight on you know Vancouver and how we can do better, like you know locally. But what about like the bigger picture? Like the where do you think fashion will go? Like we we I, I see a lot like department stores closing. We see local boutiques closing. Like with COVID and everything. Like where what do you think is the future? For me. Like COVID is really challenging the industry right now. The one thing that I'm happy with is that they're really challenging um, production into reconsidering 
their production, uh, I, I mean, like I repeated production twice, but they're really reconsidering how they manufacture their garments because we're also thinking about climate change, which is great because we need to talk about how fast fashion is ruining our planet. The other one is it's also really pushing fashion into re-envisioning themselves into different limits. So to answer your question, the future of fashion is really exper ex experiential about really touching base in a very sincere and experienced level for the participator because the internet is all virtual now how are you now as a fashion creative what you need to ask yourself is how am i going to make this real to the viewer yeah so i think what's i was talking about this actually with my partner is uh, I was joking about it, but I think I'm a little bit serious. Like I want to someday be an editor in chief for a large fashion publication someday. And yes. then I was talking. I think that would be amazing, right? <laughs> I mean, I, think I that hope would be really so. Cool. Because for me, the way I would see it is like, this is gonna sound really out there because again, I come from a gaming background. One of the things that I was praising is League of Legends. They do collaborate with these fashion brands. Like they just recently did a collab with with. Louis, Louis Vuitton, Vuitton. Yeah. but what? this makes yeah. that this makes sense because yeah. we're putting what happens is that the difference between Diana Vreeland so what I told my partner is the difference between Diana Vreeland one of the older editor-in-chief yeah. of Vogue versus mm -hmm. Anna Wintour mm -hmm. Vreeland was being able to create that world of play and fashion and fantasy in place and I think after COVID that's what we want we want to be able to escape the sort of life that we've trapped ourselves into Anna Wintour is a great yeah. business. Yes, and Anna Wintour is a great businesswoman in a sense that she's able to tap into like the fashion market and empower fashion creatives. But however, now we are feeling feeling the after effects of the decision she's made because it's sometimes a little bit too classist. Like I don't know how uh, like a better word for that if anybody knows like. Too, I too feel like it's too structured. You got to follow the rules, right? It's yeah. not just that too, but it tends to focus too much on the rich and elite. Mm -hmm. So we need to divert that power back into the creative mind, that world of play that I'm kind of talking about. So creating that experience of making that world of fashion as a place for people to envision themselves in. So I think that's the future of fashion. One of the things I would explain is like, I'm telling people like this is a really key thing. It's out there, but it's going to be the future video games. I'm telling you because like virtual reality is going to be one of those things that we're going to be talking about when we're in our 50s. I'm going to I'm going to use this as an excuse to tell my wife is like, hey, that's why I got to buy a PS5. That's why I got to drop a couple hundred bucks and buy a PS5 because I do the it video games. Right. Otherwise, I'm not going to learn. I have to get that PS5. Yeah, I'll just do it. That. I'm going to tell Laura that you're going to Great, great. I'm not saying, but I'm not necessarily saying like video games in a sense like yeah. but I, I think it's just like being able to merge digital mm -hmm. and fantasy and the same place to create a brand new sincere experience for the participator so mm -hmm. that's, that's the best way for me to summarize it like how really? am I going to make something digital feel real to a customer yeah okay that's that's awesome like i'm uh i'm glad that we we got to hear so much of your career and what you thought about uh you know the, the fashion scene in terms of locally and globally but we mm -hmm. want to kind of move on to our last topic you know we kept you on talking a lot about uh all these different things when i moved on to our last topic and you kind of made a good transition when you mentioned your partner 
is talking about dating and relationships we want to hear it more from like the asian perspective because once again like wayne and i were two dudes two two you know straight guys who talk about from a male perspective right and then some people go on like "Eh, i don't really agree with what you guys talk about dating and so we're like okay you know what we're gonna find a female who's gonna be able to talk about dating because apparently we may not know everything and that (laughs) that is the reality we we don't know everything right Mm -hmm. yeah oh my gosh i don't know where to like where should i start I guess the start is, is, you know, you said that you have a partner, right? So you are in a relationship. That's yes. that correct? Oh, yes. so the yes. partner is actually your, okay, I thought you were talking about your business partner. Okay, but this is actually oh, no, 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 your, no, no, your, no, no, your boyfriend. <gasps> Personally, okay, I ha- okay. yes, yes, yes. My, I mean, I think um, also because like I, I have a lot of friends in the LGBTQA yeah. community, so I'm trying yes. to really do my best in practicing much more neutral okay. pronouns. Okay. And however, he and I, um, he and I have been dating for about three years, but we took a break during COVID because I was going through a really tough emotional time, so I needed some space for myself. Mm-hmm. But he has been my rock throughout the period anyway, so we decided to try to make it work. Um, dating for me, though, personally, I mean, hot and cold in Vancouver, especially online. I mean, my first thing I would tell a woman, I mean, you know what? It, you all have a different type, but girl, if his photo involves a fish. Oh, my God. We talked about we that. We talked about exactly. this. No, no oh fish photo. Goodness. No fish, no tiger photos, no okay? <laughs> No, 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 no. If it involves a fish, it involves a mountain. If it involves the beach, swipe left. Oh, swipe my left. God. Wait, don't you want to see them, see them yeah. being adventurous? Don't you want to see them like, you know, running, running, jogging along the beach yeah. or, or doing a hike or something like that? I think a lot of people are because doing the same my, thing. I don't want to date a guy whose idea of dressing well is just throwing on a pair of jeans and a button up that barely fits him properly. Uh Okay. Damn. And Damn. and then but then most of the time he would end up going out wearing cargo shorts. Oh, yeah. cargo okay. shorts. What do you mean? Arcteryx and a pair of Blundstones, right? Yeah, that, that's a big overlook. So you that's see, why I never, from... Yeah, I never understood the fish thing because uh, Clint and I were talking about. Um, there's an episode where we're talking about um, IG profile for guys, some of the mm-hmm. do's and don'ts, and we're talking about like uh, well, Clinton mentioned about a fish. Like a lot of guys take picture of fit with fish. I had no idea what he's talking about because I can't see guys' profile, right? So <laughs> apparently that's I, a thing. I, I've seen a lot of dudes' profiles because okay. I, I get to sc- uh, I get to swipe yeah. for for a lot of female yeah, friends. friends. So I yeah. see the fish photo quite a bit. But so Rowena, like you back me up. Like the fish thing that's is actually a, a thing. It, wow. It's a thing. Oh oh oh. Oh, okay. My favorite. Well, this is what I see. Like they're like one of their profile pictures is holding a fish. It's them hiking, and then one of the things that's also written in their profile is either quoted from um i could be wrong yeah. jason shetty or oh, gary v oh my goodness yeah, yeah. i'm like girl if that's his profile like swipe love swipe yeah, left. Like, is, is this is this a tinder profile or is it a linkedin profile like are you oh, trying to get a girlfriend or are you trying to get a job right? like, like, because he wants to show that he's ambitious oh uh, yes ambitious. like i guess but girl like you can do better if you're a yeah, self-respecting yeah. woman you swipe love some of these guys just pretend to be like oh yeah I'm, I'm like ambitious but no 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 like unless you can go and like actually get your foot in the door and start your own company you're you're not you're not that ambitious okay yeah. like you know 
Yeah, surprisingly, I've met a lot of people that have started their own business, but it feels like I'm talking to some, like, it, it, again, it's like dressed by the internet. It's just like talking to a clone of somebody who's trying to be Gary Vee or Jay Shetty. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I see a lot uh, of that. Too. Wayne, Wayne, knows, Wayne knows a lot of those, right? Yeah, because you Wayne oh, started God. his own kind of uh, you know ad agency that he works with, so he meets a lot of these other entrepreneurs, and yeah, they no, all no, just no, speak. though, like I just want people to be just be yourself, be genuine, and a lot of people, like you said, there's actually a lot of people that are trying to be Gary Vee. They're trying so hard. It's just like they they try to sound exactly like him. Oh, we gotta hustle every day. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it's, yeah, no. I, I totally get it. I totally get it. That's, um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Gary Vee, and, and we're talking about fashion, Gary Vee has his own K-Swiss sneakers, and they yes. sold out. Yeah. Yeah, they're sold out. They're yeah, trash. Exactly. They're ugly. K-Swiss. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's endorsed it's by very Gary Vee. It's K-Swiss, but it's K-Swiss. And okay. people no, were no, like, no, oh, no. I want that look. I want that life, so I'm going to dress up like Gary Vee. Yeah, see? Yeah, for you for a t-shirt for Asian-ish podcast because somebody should quote this. Just put that <laughs> that sneakers with um Gary V on it and then below that caption, they're trash. <laughs> Michael. They're trash. Oh. They're trash 2020. Yeah. No, like the, that has the shoe of Gary V and then a Gary V quote and then another one below yeah. it says they're trash. Yeah, they're trash. Yes. yes. We'll 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 work with you for our merch mm -hmm. line when we get to if we ever get to that point, we'll work with yeah. you to design some merch. Oh yeah. my or gosh, that's so funny. Merch. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's just like I mean, like I guess the reason why I say swipe left is I'm gonna analyze and read these boys to filth. These guys are the type that is working out a lot of their insecurities that they're probably gonna project on you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying this from my own experience, I'm speaking on behalf of other women that have dated these yeah entrepreneurial boys is because also yeah. from a it's like a self mindset a lot of these boys are using entrepreneurship i mean they're navigating their own self-worth which is great but if they're gonna project those negativity onto another person that's like yeah no no like you yeah. like and i think i remember in your second podcast you're talking about dating as well it's one of those things too is that these people, most of these guys, unfortunately, they don't know what they like, but they're trying to navigate that through the girls that they end up finding. Yeah. Yep. Girls, if you're listening, you know what the hell I'm talking about, especially <laughs> if you're from Vancouver. <laughs> well, that's what and we I, tell our listeners. Like, yeah. You have to know, like, like know mm -hmm. you're, you don't, you're, you're, you're still learning. We get it, right? But you, you have to be out there with like a plan. Uh, just mm -hmm. like how you were saying in school, right? If you want to divert or you want to pivot and do something, you got to show that you have a plan that you thought about it. So the same thing as like in dating, you have to go out there, even if you don't have everything done, you still got to show it's like, hey, I have, I kind of have my shit in in line. It's going to progress like this to to give some security and comfort to the other person that you're yeah. not just full of shit, right? Just showing up, mm -hmm. like, you know what you want. You're, you're confident in that sense. Yes, exactly. And so that's usually my experience with dating around mm -hmm. here. I mean, it was okay. I think for me, like right now that I'm in a relationship, I'm lucky because he and I met when we were in university because okay. his last name, I guess that was a question was going to be, it's like how I met my partner. But right. <laughs> he, um, his last name starts with P and my last name starts with O. And we ended up in the same program. So no matter what we did, we will always end up in the same class. Mm -hmm. And so, um, what happened? Right. So we ended up in the same circle of friends. Um, 
but I liked him first, but he didn't like me back around second year. It wasn't until we graduated that he, I think his feels started to, to develop when I was trying to figure shit out for myself. Mm-hmm. And so he finally caught those feelings. He finally caught, he them. caught the feel. Yeah. yeah. He caught those feels. <laughs> I think, that, I mean, he, like, I like, I like my partner specifically, specifically though, because for me, I value honesty more, especially yeah. when I'm dating. Like, um, when I'm not interested, I just straight up say, like, I'm not interested. Like, no bars held. I'm just going to straight up say, like, you're nice, but you're not what I'm looking for. It just mm-hmm. rip off the Band-Aid, just go. Yeah, absolutely. And then with, mm-hmm. Exactly, right? Like, as you were saying, like, you got to come with a game plan. If it's not working out, I'd rather just cut it off at the strings. Yep. And you guys have some sort of grasp of how busy I am. Like, I have no time to entertain this BS. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a go. Yeah. And so what I like about my partner is he's very honest emotionally and he's very sincere about he, how he feels about it. And we've gone through a lot of things, but that goes to say like how we started was, well, I mean, it started off with a bang and I met that literally. I told you guys the story. So <laughs> Tell our listeners Whoa. the story. You told us the story, but the listeners want to know about this, this yeah. interesting start. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was training, um, as I, I like to do MMA as my workout. So I've done it for about two years at the time. This was in 2017. Mm-hmm. And what happened was um, my partner's idea, because again, we've been friends for so long. I think at that time we were friends for about almost five years. Yeah. And so <clears throat> his idea of trying to you know, get a feel for what I'm like. So he wanted to take me out, but this time, instead of being around our circle of friends, it was just me and him. But he brought one person just, just in case, just in mm-hmm. case, like he's gonna waver. Because even though, uh, he like even though I really care about him, he's a little bit nervous, which I find kind of endearing actually. So anyway, so he brought his friend with him. We took an MMA class, and we were doing this warm up, but he accidentally clocked me in the jaw that my <laughs> jaw briefly dislocated that I had to wow. click back. Like, wow. I was like, it was stiff. I massaged it and then I put it back into place. Like on the spot? Like you just did it by yourself? I just did this and then like, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's like one of those Jackie Chan movies. Oh. <laughs> I wow. wouldn't recommend it. I mean, I used to have headgear in high school. So I'm yeah. used to having this thing like locked yeah. just because mm-hmm. it's so tense. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying people just dislocate your jaws on the fly. It's not a secret <laughs> talent, but I just did it. I just basically put my jaw back and then yeah. I was so dizzy. And then the instructor said, um, so yeah, we t- basically, I took an MMA class. I take MMA. My boyfriend thought it would be funny to take me to a Krav Maga class because I've done mm-hmm. um, Muay Thai and boxing for two years. So maybe another yeah. sort of fighting style under my belt, but he ended mm-hmm. up clocking me in the face for <laughs> it. I hurt my jaw. And I was so dizzy. And the instructor said, uh, maybe you should take her to the ER. Yeah. And we were driving back. It was so awkward, too, because his friend was basically in the car. And it was so quiet for the past 30 minutes because I was so angry. And then the best part is yet to come. So I'm in the ER room. I got admitted. And then I started dialing my phone. And he's like, why are you giving me my phone? My jaw hurts. Someone needs to tell my parents where I am. 
So basically, oh, he had to be the one to yeah. bring it to my parents that he sent their daughter to the hospital. Oh, by the way, oh like God. I'm the one who's trying to pursue your daughter, you know. But I also put her in the hospital. That, that, yeah. that, that <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a good. No, it was the best because I love my like my mom and my dad. Like I think just as a dialect, we speak quite loud. And so when he gave my phone, like, um, Auntie, just so you know, I brought Rowena to the hospital. What? And then he just like, like he's just like, honey, Rina's in the hospital again. Again? So like, again? again? Wow, again. And then there was like, yeah. Because, I mean, like, I think she was referring to the time that I ended up in the hospital quite often when I was in high school. Oh, but okay. gotcha. So, but basically, she's like, Rowena's in the hospital. And then I could hear them bickering over the phone. And mm-hmm. then, um, my friend at the time, now my boyfriend, gave me the phone. He's just like, I think your dad wants to talk to you. He's like, do you need a ride home? No. Okay, take care of yourself. And he hangs up. Wow. <laughs> and then... Asian um, parents sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It was, no, it's just funny because I could hear the bickering over the phone. And then it just ends up like that. Do you need a ride home? No. Okay. Hangs up. <laughs> and then and my, and the whole ordeal was over. He drove me to my house. And my dad was at the door, gave him a glare. He's just like, have a good night. Closes the door. I think around the time, my mom kind of knew that my partner had a crush on me. So she was like, so I guess he did finally hit on you. <laughs> like, <laughs> boom. Wow. The mom jokes. The mom jokes. The mom wow. jokes. <laughs> Yeah. And I was just like, oh my god. And then two weeks later, we started dating. But I wouldn't recommend wow. it for anybody else. Like, their first I yeah. mean, like, just don't hit her, you know? Yeah. Don't I mean, hit her. You should be hitting your... Don't, don't yeah. abuse the opposite sex or your potential partner. We don't condone exactly. that. But on but on the other hand, it yeah. definitely is a lot more interesting than some of these, yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. dates that people go on now for, like, mm-hmm. they meet off the internet. Everyone does the same kind of dates over and over, like coffee shop and whatever. This is definitely at least a, a little more interesting. And, yeah, like... It, it, it creates a memorable story, right? People say, how do you meet? And then you got something to, to break the ice for uh, oh. 20 minutes. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't really consider it a first date because I think, like, we didn't know, but it was around the time when I was like, I think he kind of likes me, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. say anything because right. we've been friends for so long. Because, I mean, if you're going to end up dating your supposed best friend, yeah. you know, you don't want to ruin that relationship by just dropping yeah. mm-hmm. those words right away. Sure. So we needed to understand. Yeah. And so what happened was like, I mean, if I had to pick my idea of a first date or like my favorite type of date, really, I really like going to a cafe, mm-hmm. but it has to be a really good cafe because my grandmother and my mom used to bake pastries quite professional, like I want to say professionally, but they know what they're talking about. Yeah. So like so no, my no idea Starbucks, is- No Tim Hortons, like no. you got to step it up, right? I, I agree. Step I agree. it up. Step it up. Up. So, just go to Starbucks. You can afford better. Come on. Yeah. So, babe, if you're hearing, you're going to Thomas Hass. <laughs> Thomas Hass is good. Thomas Hass is Thomas good. Thomas fantastic. Yeah. I love, I, I think that was one of the happier dates we've had. It was for my birthday, actually. Uh-huh. He and We ended up basically buying almost every pastry that I always liked or wanted to try. Yeah. And I'm going to put it on my IG, but it was a whole spread of pastries. Oh, wow. Wow, that was amazing. That's my ideal date, really. If I'm well-fed and and happy, that's it. Oh, by the way, how how did your partner ask you out after he knocked off your jaw? All all that jazz. How how, how did he manage to ask you out? Like, how did he find the courage to do so? 
That was my, yeah, my to redeem himself, right? How to yeah. redeem himself? From that. I'm just very curious because I'll I was I'll be scared shitless. <laughs> you know, you're sending I'll that girl like, to the hospital. Bye. I already made a bad impression, so I'm just gonna leave now. But how do you do it? Like that's I'm just so curious. Curious to know. I think for anybody who is trying out, I would like who's in my in this sort of yeah. position. First things first, you gotta have a feeling that the girl probably likes you back. Like yeah, you have yeah. to at least like have a 70% assurance that she might like you back. 70%. It, it has to be that 70%. high, I'm sorry. No, 70%. Yes, 70. 70%. It has to be 70%. And like at the same time, at the same time though, it really depends on the strength of your relationship be able to be able to break that ice because if you guys are really good friends, you guys will still continue being friends mm -hmm. because even him and I, um, remember, like, I liked him in the second year of university. He just didn't like mm. me back. Even when I told him, oh, he, oh. yeah, even when I told him, he, we still remain being friends. Yeah. So it depends on the strength of your relationship you had with the specific person. Mm -hmm, but yeah. if you have a 70% assurance that they're probably going to like you back, then you got to drop it. Because the way, I mean, it was actually kind of really sweet. I don't talk about this often because the <laughs> MMA story is much funnier, to be honest. <laughs> but like, um, how it happened was we were on, I think this was the date, but he just did not admit it. Because everybody in my friend circles know that I'm a damn thrift queen. Because like I can, because I can find an old piece, but I can alter it to make it look new, or I could just style it to make it look new. Mm -hmm. And so he wanted to go thrifting with me, mm -hmm. and then we're gonna go out for dinner. And then in my mind, I'm just like, oh, is this a date? I think it's a date. But then, what happened was, um, he did not make any moves. He was so nervous, and then yeah, he, nothing happened. And then I was just so. What happened was, I sent him cat emojis. At the oh, end of it, okay. Because <laughs> I knew emojis I knew. to the rescue, emojis yeah. to the rescue, right? Oh. Yeah. I sent him cat. I mean, but basically, like I knew he wanted to basically admit something, but he's not saying it. So I sent yeah, him yeah. cat emojis when he got home because I was just basically like suddenly calling him a pussy, basically. Yeah. And so he oh, went oh. to work and explained to his coworkers like, "Y'all, I took her out, and then what? Did you kiss her? Did you tell her?" No, and then his manager's like, "Yo, you gotta go to her house right now. You gotta tell her you like her." Wow. Fucking what? Okay, guys, take note. Okay, don't yeah. don't wait until the girl sends you the, the cat emojis, right? Don't you be a pussy. <laughs> don't be a uh, pussy. All lines, don't be a pussy. Yeah. Exactly. Girl, you have to know that girl. You already took her out on a date. Like the signs were there. The signs yeah, were there, exactly. but for me, like, don't know your for me, Be confident. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a difference between being cocky, like those people we were talking about earlier, and mm -hmm, being confident. Mm -hmm. But yeah. for him, like he was like he already knew he was a shoe, and he just had to do something. And mm -hmm. so, yeah. I mean, this is really sweet. So basically, what this was around the time actually when I was in the middle of graduating from university because I failed in my last year, right? And a lot of people helped me, but he also helped me the most because I had to do a 3D animation, and my partner. He's currently a texture artist for a lot of films for DreamWorks or Netflix. So he works in the same sort of field we studied in. And so he was, he had my USB drive. That's what, he was helping me with my animation. So he had my USB drive. And so he called me in the middle of the night. He's like, yo, Rowena, I have your USB drive. You want to come get it? And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> dude. 
<laughs> and so I went out. I was straight yeah. up in my pajamas, just wearing my dad's slippers. It was raining. And then he grabbed my face and then we had our first kiss. Wow. That was so, the moment, right? I, not not like how I would envision like the Netflix drama, in the rain, like the right? com, but, but yeah. it's still good. It's still good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad he, uh, he stepped it up. He got some yep, outside he, help. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I mean, yeah, but I found that so funny because his coworkers are like, "Yo, go to her house right now and tell her how you feel." So that was basically it. So yeah, you're shoe in. Yeah. yeah, absolutely yeah. shoe. Mm-hmm. But no, like I, so it's great. Like I, I love to hear those stories, and uh, you know, I, I actually I remember meeting your your partner uh, that one time, and you know he. I, I liked him because he, he likes, I remember he likes my sweatshirt. So automatically I was like, okay, this guy, this guy knows his shit. So I like this guy. I approve. Apparently you're one of his style inspirations. Thank wow. you. Thank you. Yeah. But maybe I'll get him onto that Pele Pele. I'll get him onto the platform <laughs> tracksuit. Oh, if you want to know, you both had that in common though. He, he used to dress up as one of the characters from Meteor Garden, like those F4 guys. <laughs> Yo. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. We can reminisce. Oh, right now. Yeah, I I can I can pull my uh, Gatsby hair products and then we can uh, we can yeah. we can trade stories. Are you gonna show us that picture, man? Like I have to see it. Like, yeah, like the viewers need to know. Like here, the viewers it. and the listeners. Post it on the Asianish podcast uh, Instagram. Like, let's just do it. We'll, just do it. We'll keep it. We'll keep it as a as a, as a secret prize. You know, listeners yeah. have to pay for that one. But yeah, so, <laughs> no, I, like, I guess you mean, I, you mean only fans? Only fans, maybe. <laughs> yeah. If we oh go my that god. Point, yeah. But uh, Rina, so like you know, you, you share these great stories about uh, with your partner. You, what I I think is, what, how is it like also dating with your job, right? Like you're you're telling us so, you're so busy with your job, like hours and and the craziness. Uh, yeah. Before you had to juggle school, now you have to juggle all these jobs. Like how how is that like as an entrepreneur? And, and trying to date like I, I think this is one thing that Wayne also relates a lot to because like Wayne and I had talked about it before you know his, yeah. his role as an entrepreneur where he has to make his own hours and sometimes he's worked late into the night and to the night yeah. how, how is your experience as an entrepreneur uh in terms of with dating what, what are the challenges of that and how do you balance for me a lot I think I just in general really strong communication skills and being able to this is gonna sound really frustrating for most, but the answer a lot is in compromise because um, I like I usually also tell this to a lot of people that I end up in dates with but never relationship. I said your biggest competition is not gonna usually. I'm not saying this to be cheesy, but their biggest competition is not that they're gonna. It's not really another guy. It's more so my work because I yeah. genuinely like what I do and I will invest more time in that than mm-hmm. on a relationship. And my partner currently understands that, which is fantastic, but he knows how busy I am. But to be fair, he's also just as busy as me. So I'm lucky like that. And being able to communicate, but still compromise of making time for each other, no matter what, is going to be very important. It's going to be like the most basic, stupid advice, but it's also the most important. So as long as they also understand what you do as a job is Mm -hmm. important to you, then it's going to, again, like, just like anything, even like your passions, if you want it to work, you will find a way yeah. for it to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so yeah. true. I can totally yeah. relate to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my question is, then how do you guys find time to, to go on dates or how do you guys spend quality time together? That, you know, the two of you are so busy with your work. How do you, how do you make uh, it work? 
Um, we usually reserve time on either a Friday or a Saturday just to have an entire day to ourselves. Okay. But he and like, although he's much more extroverted than me, yeah, he and I value a lot of our alone time more, me more so than him. And so being able to just compromise to make that time or if we're tired, we should be able to say like, look, like, um, is it okay if we don't make a date night? Um, does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, the reason I ask because, you know, being an entrepreneur, we have our own schedule. We have to really focus on our, our work because if we don't do that, we're, there's no way we can make our business, you know, uh, uh, work. Uh, the reason I ask that because I had a similar sort of situation with my ex where, you know, I was an entrepreneur, she was working full time. We couldn't make it work because, you know, there just weren't enough time for both of us to, to spend with each other. And, you know, she got fed up. So yeah, I'm I'm going through the same challenges. Obviously, my last relationship was a, was a fail. So I just want to share, you know, your experience with the audience. Um, you know, but that that answers a lot. Like I feel like you guys are, even though you, both of you guys are really busy, but you're committed to each other, and it's okay that you guys will be like, okay, you know what, my work is really busy today. Maybe we'll we'll rain check uh, or postpone our date night to next week or something like that. Like you're able to compromise, but at the same time, focus on what you do and what you love. And that's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's also like, again, it's like a no hard feeling sort of zone yeah. because it's right. just like your partner is going to understand that what you're doing is an investment. Right. Mm -hmm. And also mm -hmm. for me and for women as well, like I think especially uh, I, I'm like, I'm not addressing any sort of like girl boss or feminist sort of things, but it's still very important for girls to hear is that mm -hmm. you really want to invest in your dreams yeah. and in oh, yeah. yourself. And especially if you're going to find a partner, I think it's important for you to find somebody who either values your passions, like mm -hmm. you said, or yeah. also can climb the same sort of pace as you. If yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. both partners would always often be at different stages in their lives. So this is where communication becomes sort of important. Mm -hmm. And so for him and I, I'm not saying that one is more ambitious than the other right. but it's mm -hmm. more so yeah. that I, it's i'm just saying in general for girls you want to definitely be with somebody with a game plan is what i'm yeah. saying mm -hmm. right absolutely and i think yeah, yeah we, that's uh, that's uh something we stress like as guys like we we say like you know you got to get your shit together just like if you get a request you know that like your ideal date or girlfriend is, is whoever with these qualities well like how can oh. you how do you stack up how do you measure up to that mm -hmm. person right yeah um and yeah one thing you mentioned that's really important is like being able to support you uh on your career too right and your mm -hmm. passion and yeah. dreams i think there's you know the times are changing but there are still people out there who who have this really old-fashioned and outdated mentality of oh the the women should not have a career that's better than me they shouldn't make more money than me or or all these things right though the, if you're going to have those kind of mindset you're in for a rude surprise right because oh, yeah, sure. the people you meet nowadays they are going to be just as ambitious if not more ambitious mm -hmm. or or, or oh, excel yeah. right and if yeah. you can't accept that fact then you're either not going to be able to keep up in the dating scene or you're going to find someone that's not your actual ideal type because you're settling just to feed your insecurities. So like, yeah, like you and said, like your communication is so important, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just that too. It's just like, why would you want to be with somebody who is not proud of the achievements that you're trying to make yeah. for yourself? That's right. so toxic. Like the yeah. things that make you happy is not making the person you love happy. That's just mm -hmm. red flags all around. Yeah. 
I completely And it's not agree. worth compromising for. Of course. Yeah, 100%. So it goes both mm. ways, both genders yeah. or, or all like all genders or all sexes, literally. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. if like you should never compromise, like one thing is like you should compromise things for each other's happiness, but for your own personal happiness, it's not worth sacrificing. Like, does that yeah. make sense? There you go, though. Yeah, that's, that's actually great. That's some that's great perfect. advice you gave. And yeah, yeah I think uh, you you provide a lot of insights that uh, mm -hmm. It's you know at the very least it sounds like you know a lot more sensible coming from like the female perspective. That's what we want. We want someone else because like I think some of this stuff like Wayne and I also I mean, we agree upon. We touched upon, but it's from our perspective we don't experience certain things, um, mm -hmm. and so it's really good to have someone else come in and express yeah. similar views and and mm -hmm. and show the importance of that. Right? Like you experience it yourself. Like career is important, and therefore. It doesn't mean that you don't date, but it just means that you got to date in a way that you you and your partner are able to work with each other, um, yeah. communicate with each other, and support each other, right? So, mm -hmm. no, I, I, I'm I'm happy to hear that you know someone even with like your your crazy schedule and and uh, career is, is still able to be happy and out there and date, right? So, yeah. So that, 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 that's actually the thing to our listeners. If someone says like, oh, I'm too busy you know, to go out there and find a boyfriend or girlfriend, don't use that as an excuse. That's not an excuse. And it's also feel, kind of like... personally attacked. <laughs> Thanks, Clinton. I, I, don't worry. With also, staff, Rowena and I, we will, we, will, we will help you. We'll help you find No, people. I don't need we'll help. I don't think he needs help. Rowena. No, no, no. no but the I'm, way I'm I, too busy. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I mean, just making excuses. Yeah, but at the same time, the other way I was going to explain it too is just like there are seven billion people in the world. You don't want to spend yeah. the rest of your life trying to impress that one person. Right. That yeah, goes. Exactly. That oh, this true. is this is important for entrepreneurs. This is important yeah. if you're dating. It's just like <laughs> you. It, if you're an entrepreneur, if you haven't impressed that one client, that's fine. Just learn and move on. If you haven't yeah, impressed that on. one person, yeah. move on. That's true. One thing I learned is that you you, you can't waste your time because time is so precious. You know, it's now now that we have our own schedule. You have to, if something doesn't work, move on, find something better. Like that's like the sort of the ideology behind being an, a successful entrepreneur. You gotta do that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. All good okay. points. Mm -hmm. That's great. And uh, speaking of time, Rowena, we've taken up a lot of your time providing us with like a, you know your great stories and insight. Mm -hmm. So we just wanna kind of say thank you you know we want to thank yeah. you for your time being like our first guest we really appreciated you coming yep. on mm -hmm. and and sharing everything with us right and uh, and giving us also some feedback on our show so we'll definitely take it into consideration and uh and and, and improve on the show so you know rowena just uh before we kind of wrap things up let, let our listeners know like where can we find you and and what kind of things you've got in the future you know it'll give you the opportunity to kind of plug your work um, so you can find me. So I have two accounts. Um, if you guys don't hear me properly, it's because one earphone just died. Um, can you guys still hear me fine? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. All right, perfect. So um, you can find me at Rowena Ong. That's my Instagram handle. So it's spelled R-O-E-N-A-O-N-G. And if you want to see me post about the things that I'm passionate about or really engage with my followers or really kind of grab that sort of aesthetic that I'm sort of into personally, rather than what I'm trying to achieve on behalf of a team. Um, you can follow me at my personal account. It's underscore R-I-N-A-O-N-G. 
So that's my Instagram handle. And so, yeah, thanks for having me on board, guys. I'm actually super excited. Thank you. Thank you. And we, uh, we look so forward much. to seeing more of your, uh, your other work in the future. Yeah, I'm excited for that. <laughs> Bye, everyone. And I can't, All right. I can't wait to meet you in person, Wayne. Yeah, Bye. I'll be there soon. Yeah, see you uh, next month.